Good morning, everyone. It's Judith Ago. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. I forgot to uh, acknowledge the passing of DMX. That makes me sad. Although the sheer amount of drugs he used, it they say if you do a lot of cocaine in your 20s, you're going to die in your 50s. So, yeah, sounds about right. It's sad, though. Uh, just just a all heart kind of dude, you know, and if you're not familiar with some of his music, you should go and check it out. You know, I know I have some listeners on here who are younger or um, more pop oriented or just don't even really remember the the late 90s in terms of who was hot outside of Will Smith, I guess. But uh, yeah, check out DMX, Darkman X. He was the one man for a while. It was just, he just burst onto the scene as nobody sounded like him. He just came out of nowhere. And I remember I was into him because my nephew was into him. And he's about 15 years younger than me. And he was playing this dude, you know, you got to listen to DMX. And I remember he had my mom buy him a CD. Yep, we're that old. And uh, the one where he was just covered in blood. I think it's Flesh of My Flesh or something. I can't remember. It's I'm not. I liked DMX, but I don't listen to his music all the time. I can't lie about that. But I was a big fan of uh, X Gun. Give it to you, and um, they don't know uh, who we beat. They're they're like four standard DMX tracks that I I like and still listen to. Uh, but I remember uh, it's dark and hell is hot, I think was the debut. And my nephew was just, I guess he was in high school and he was just all about DMX. So I started listening to him a little bit more because of that, but he had some good songs and, you know, it's just a tragic life, you know, to, to come from nothing and build something for yourself and then not ever really be able to enjoy it is a tragedy. You know, that's, that's a tragic tale. So, uh, and fame doesn't fix any of that. Fame doesn't fix the wounds that you you get from a tough life. If you're trying to get famous to fix the hurt, uh, that's the wrong uh, recipe. It will only make it worse. But uh, he was just an amazingly talented guy. And I just wish his life had been a little bit uh, easier and that he had had uh, more stability and could have enjoyed his success and really taken in what what he meant to a lot of people. Uh, so rest in peace, Earl. Uh, I'm still going to rock X, going to give it to you because it's one of my favorites. And I'm Generation X, so it makes me happy. Um, just forgot to mention him yesterday because I, I literally was just blown away by my weekend. I mean, it was troublesome in a lot of ways. If I didn't meditate, I don't know what my life would look like. Um because to watch people just age and uh, their brains and, you know, the the deterioration that can happen, the neglect, it's a lot, you know. So I'm uh, working hard to try to, uh, you know, be a good caregiver and, and do as much as possible, you know. But I do, like I said, when I pull out to the macro, I worry significantly about what people are going to do in 10, 15, 20 years uh, when when the boomers are just in the middle of this, you know. And like I said, medicine now, you can live till you're 100 years old. 
if nothing else is wrong with you and um then your brain is just you know it takes a long time for the brain to just completely deteriorate i mean woo covid has shown a lot of uh, flaws in our medical system so i don't know we say that's a business for somebody there's an industry in there somewhere for someone to uh, figure out maybe it's communal living maybe it's instead of trying to do everything individually um because of course if you're wealthy you probably will be fine they'll just throw you in a home and uh a staff will meet your every need but literally you guys i don't know if you looked into these prices but long-term health care right now is running like a, a good job salary a year it's like fifty sixty thousand dollars a year you know who has that if you're not uber wealthy you don't have that even if you're upper middle class you're looking at that like i've got kids to put through school i got bills to pack out of the stuff to do besides pay this for my parent if your parent hasn't uh if your parents haven't taken care of themselves or made plans for their own financial future which let's face it a lot of people's parents haven't um and it's where you fall on the spectrum of income that you can either be a help or no help at all uh so it's it's fascinating and you know you got these kids now who graduated college with three hundred thousand dollars worth of college debt for a psychology degree you know, and they're starting to figure out, hey, maybe I spent too much money on a generic degree. And uh, I'm not going to unless I become Dr. Phil, I'm not going to make my money back. And shame on universities for doing that. I was actually working at a university when prices started to just get ridiculous. And I was thinking then, like, I don't understand how people are are paying for this, you know, $45,000 a year. Uh I think one school, yeah, one school, it's like, and this was like 15 years ago. So you're getting $45,000 a year at that time from students to study, um, and let's just say it was uh, business, you know, <laughs> that's a lot of money for just a, a regular bachelor's degree. A BA in finance, you pay 200 grand for it. I mean, that is insane. These schools, I I saw it up close. Some of these schools could just, you know, and sometimes it's a school, it did make sense if it was a specialty degree, but like just for a regular undergraduate degree. And I don't think Gen Z is going to stand for it. So a lot of these universities are going to downsize. They're going to look different and they're going to have to because people are going to be like, I'm not paying all this for for a regular degree. You know, that's why state schools started to fill up. It's just kind of ridiculous. But anyway, uh, yeah, there's still more unrest uh, going on in Minnesota. I don't know. Um, I hope people don't conflate the issues. I I don't feel comfortable speaking on this last incident, incident but I did see the video. And for some reason, the young man decided to try to run away. And I don't know, uh, I'm not going to get into a lot of detail about it because, again, I don't. I hate watching these little snippets and giving an opinion because it feels irresponsible because all of these cases are different. It, it, that cannot be conflated with George Floyd, and I hope that guy goes to jail because I don't know what uh, would 
you could do that would constitute uh, getting a knee on the neck and being videotaped and somehow being gen- energized by, you know, people saying you're killing him. Like that was something completely different. Uh, the little video I saw of this incident, I'm not sure why the young man decided to try to get back in the car and run away. I don't understand why you would do that. And I recognize that emotions run high in these situations and everybody uh, thinks the police, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are frustrated and think the police are hunting people down. But I'm going to tell you, I don't understand how uh, you don't think that will end in a good way. Like, why would you do that? That's not going to be a good solution. Even when they catch you, now you've made your situation even worse. So maybe advise your young people to not do that. Be accountable. You got pulled over, you know, live to tell the story. If you got weed in the car, if you if you sell drugs, whatever. If you are a completely innocent person and you got pulled over, um, comply and live to tell the story. Get a good attorney and make sure that you get your side of the story out, but do it uh, the right way. That whole idea that you're just going to get in your car and run away. What do you think is going to happen? I, I don't. Adrenaline gets high. You know, even if even if they don't whoop your ass, you know, they might whoop your ass or they might kill you, even if it's by accident. It's just why would you risk that? That to me just doesn't seem smart. And I think too many people watch too much TV and they think and I don't know this kid. I'm just speculating. But I think you hear about people running away all the time and it's like why do you think you can run you're going to get caught at that point you're probably gonna get caught you know um very few people actually run away from traffic stops you know I just I not and once they find you that's even worse you've made yourself legally you're gonna have more legal problems so I don't know don't do that and that's all I have to say about it. I, I can't really speculate on it or get into it because I didn't read that much about the case. I just saw that snippet of video and it's like then the officer thought she was tasering him, but she shot him. And then, you know, I've heard that before also. So it's like, what what's happening? And and I, I know it's challenging because you get three seconds to decide what to do. And if you don't know your belt, I mean, I wish them all the best of luck. But um, that she's not Chauvin or Chauvin or however you say his name. But come on. I don't understand. I've heard that story before. Like, do you need more training? How do you not know what's what's on your belt? Anyway, I'm not judging anybody. That's not my job. I just just please tell your your young people to not and old people, too, because you we all know somebody who gets bucked. <laughs> we all know somebody who uh, can't take a little discipline from anybody. But, yeah, that's just, you know, if you want to survive a traffic stop, maybe comply. And I, yes, I know there are examples. You'll find them of people who complied and and they didn't make it. It's not 100%, but you're definitely not going to end your situation well when you run. We That just has never ended well. So, anyway, like I said, I don't really want to uh, go down that rabbit hole. 
because I'm also of the belief that a lot of our violence and a lot of our issues and certainly in the black community, you know, we also need to just value ourselves more and each other more. You know, I just I'm tired of us killing each other and I'm tired of watching these videos where police are at the are culprits also. I don't want I'm tired of it we are just slaughtering each other. We are on the extinction list and it's almost like nobody seems to notice. And that's a little disturbing. You know, the whole idea that you don't think you're going to live past 20, you know, and I don't know this young man, but a, a lot of people who are in prison will tell you, I didn't think I would make it this far. So, you know, when you think like that, you live a certain way, you know, and that's not healthy. You know, there are people who, who aren't, in that demographic who are, you know, mildly depressed or whatever. And they kind of don't think that their life has any value and they live a certain way too, you know, but you're here for a reason. Everybody's here for a reason and everybody has a special gift. And when you're unhappy and frustrated and you don't feel like you're living your life to the fullest, you know, you just haven't found your cause yet. You, you're not serving. You think you're here for you, but really you're not. In the beginning, I thought I did this podcast for me, but apparently I don't. <laughs> apparently I do it for whoever needs to hear whatever it is I'm saying that day. And once you accept that and you stop and you let your ego go and you start to realize, oh, okay, you know, like I said uh, uh, last week, sometimes your pain isn't for you. Like Tina Turner just wanted to stop talking about Ike. <laughs> Like that was all reason why she kept doing TV shows and movies and interviews and uh, books. It's like, if I just say it, then they'll stop talking about it. But it didn't do that. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And she was like, I just want to not talk about Ike. I don't want him attached to me and my name and my history anymore. But it was the opposite of that. Because sometimes your pain isn't about you. Sometimes your story isn't about you. It's to serve others. It's to help others. And if you can look at Tina Turner in her career and see what she managed to do, despite being this dude's punching bag for 16 years and a a victim of extreme abuse by someone who was in the public eye. Uh, If you can look at that and, and not be in... I mean, you got to be inspired by that is basically what I'm saying. And she has had to learn how to accept that or not. But that's pretty much what it was about. You know, some of this stuff is a cautionary tale. Some of it is a tale of inspiration. Like if she can survive that, then I can get away from this dude, you know, and it's scary and harrowing. You know, I recommend watching Tina. It's fantastic. It's on HBO Max. And um, yeah, you know, you got to find why you're here. And what your destiny is about. And if you're frustrated, that's probably why. And and sometimes we get so wrapped up in trying to figure out how to make money that we confuse our destiny with how we're going to make money and survive. Well, when you do what you love, and this is a cliche, but it's true. When you do what you love, the money comes. It may come from your job. It may come from somewhere else. You may have somebody just show up and hand you money. You may get an inheritance But when you are in the proper state, when you are doing and being who you're supposed to be, the money does come miraculously. I can't explain it. And I don't want to (laughs) just take my word. (laughs) 
But it's true. It really will flow to you. Just stop worrying about it. Just stop overthinking everything. You're here to share your very, very special, unique skill set, whatever that is. Some people are incredibly empathetic. Some people are great listeners. Some people are great speakers. Some people are great musicians. Some people are great teachers. Some people are wonderful lawyers. Some people are, are born to be prosecutors. Some people are born to be public defenders. Some people are amazing speech writers. You know, everybody has something. So just figure out what your something is and share it with the world. That's what we're here for. I honestly believe that. And when you do it unselfishly, without resentment, with only love and excitement and passion to to make a difference, then all of that comes right back to you like a boomerang. And it is incredible. So that's all I have for today. Like I said, I'm I'm tired of talking about these shootings and stuff. And I just... I, if we could just stop shooting each other, period, no matter who's doing it, that would be fantastic. So just hang in there. Do your best. Be encouraged. Get excited. Get excited about your life. This is a very unique experience that we're having. And even though there's a lot of grim news, there's a lot of amazing stuff going on, too. And when we really apply ourselves, people can be amazing. We have a lot of examples of us being full of shit and awful, but there are also a lot of examples of people just being flat out amazing. Who inspires you? Find them, follow them, listen to them, you know? Anyway, I hope today is awesome for you. I hope today is one of those days where you look back and you're like, okay, I'm the one. Thank you. This was awesome. You know what I mean? I hope you have that kind of day. All right. Be your best.